Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Welcome back. Chucky's on 106.7 The Fan. We're live on CSM presented by PenFed Credit Union. Great rates to the sports fan and you. You can visit PenFed.org for more details. We have the GM, President of Baseball Ops of the Washington Nationals, Mike Rizzo, joining us. Top of the hour, 9 o'clock. Find out if there's any movement as the trade deadline approaches. Sam Query made the Wimbledon semifinals, going to join us in studio here at 920. He's playing for the Washington Castles right now. But joining us right now is our pal Dave Richard. You can read his work at CBSSports.com. He's a fantasy football guru. And, you know, the season's not here. We don't have to make lineup decisions yet, but we figured it's never too early to have Dave on. Have you enjoyed your summer, Dave? I've, I've had a really, really good offseason. And uh, for me, the football season's here. The training camps are opening. 14 teams reporting to training camp today. Mm. Just a matter of time before we start seeing daily updates on all the Redskins, all the Ravens, and everyone else in the National Football League. And it doesn't mean anything except what does it mean for fantasy? And everybody plays fantasy at this point. It's a beautiful time of year. Everybody's 0-0. And and, uh, I'm I'm ready to win some championships this year. Dave, I I just want to say it's good to hear your voice. It is. Because when I hear your voice, that means... Life is fun again. <laughs> and yes. So my question to you is, how much time do you actually take off uh, from, from your work, from your fantasy work? When do you start getting back into it? Obviously, the draft is important, so you can see who's, you know, who's going to be new skill position players. But when do you actually start digging into rosters and rankings and all that stuff? Well, let's see. Uh, the day of the Super Bowl last year, we debuted our 2017 rankings. And then after that, I started watching film on all the college prospects. From there, uh, free agency kicked off. So then we started looking at coaching tendencies, offensive coordinators, changing teams, what that means for all the players, da da da. Then there was the draft. Then we had to see how those rookies fit in with their new teams and which ones were likely to have starting jobs. And that took me all the way to June where I had a week off. I think I had at least one week off then. All right. And then after that, came back, started prepping. What were the training camp uh, storylines? Oh, we also put out two fantasy football magazines. They're on newsstands now. You can find them. Mm. And uh, they're chock full of uh, rich, wild fantasy football knowledge to help you dominate your leagues. And uh, that brings us pretty much right here to today when uh, when Drab called me and said, hey, we need to kill some time on the radio show. You want to come on? And I was like, yeah, of course. You nailed it. Now, Dave, this is a very <laughs> controversial topic. When is the optimal time to hold your fantasy draft? I know a lot of people will do it like around the first or second preseason game. I always will hold mine where I'm the commissioner like two or three days before the season to make sure you avoid all the injuries. You know, all the positional battles pretty much been sorted out when is the best time to hold your fantasy draft i think you nailed it i think right before the season starts that's the perfect time to do it you could do a labor day weekend that's just as good uh cut down day i believe is september 2nd 
So that's when everybody's going to go from 90 players to 53 players. Uh, after, after that's done, whenever there's any surprise cuts, and there's always a couple of surprise cuts, that's when it's the best time to draft. If you can't do it then, because, you know, people are on vacation or making excuses or whatever, then right after the week three preseason game, so a week before, the weekend before, that's the perfect time to do it. So one of those two weekends or in the weekdays leading up, uh, you hop on to CBSSports.com, you have your fantasy football drafts, and you go right into your league week one. All right, let's get right to it. Is there a universal number one pick? My gut tells me maybe David Johnson. There's, there's really two guys. You could go with David Johnson. You could go with Le'Veon Bell, and they're both very much the same player. They get tons of carries for their team. Both their offenses are very good. Um, both of them catch a ton of passes. Both of them should get you double digits and fantasy points. They're super consistent. In the case of Bell, he's done it over 80% of the time over the last two and a half years that he's been playing. He, to me, he's number one, and Bell is, and I'll tell you why. I think he's got a better offensive line than David Johnson. And his schedule is much better than David Johnson. Johnson's out there in the NFC West. He's got to take on the Rams twice a year. He's got to take on the Seahawks twice a year. I think the 49ers run defense is going to be better than anybody thinks. Meanwhile, Le'Veon Bell, he's in the AFC North. I don't think the Bengals defense will be as good. You know about the Browns, and I don't think the Ravens defense is going to be that great either. And he also plays the NFC North, the AFC South, I believe. So lots of easy opponents in Le'Veon's way. Get him first overall pick. Draft James Conner to handcuff him late in your draft. We're joined by Dave Richard, fantasy football expert for CBSSports.com. We know that you had a full-blown love affair last preseason with Tajay Sharp, the Titans wide receiver. Who is your 2017 version of a Tajay Sharp, or is it too early to tell? You still need a few more like training camps to unfold a bit more. Yeah, I won't marry a late-round pick until after the third week of the preseason, just so I get all the information uh, out there. But I'll tell you a guy who's in the lead. Let's put it this way. All right. Wait in your draft for a quarterback and get Carson Palmer because it looks like he's healthy. John Brown looks like his old self. We've seen practice clips of him. He looks really good. It looks like he's added some weight, too, like muscle. He looks strong and ready to go. And that's a team, even with David Johnson playing, he's going to catch 75 passes this year. So Carson Palmer should have a shot at playing very, very well. They're resting him a little more than they did last year. And that's a team that's got a good defense, not a great defense. Uh, They lost some guys this offseason, so they could be in a lot of high-scoring shootouts. You can just wait and wait and wait on quarterback, and then you get Carson Palmer in round 75, and you're good to go. Hey, uh, Dave, I'm reading an article here from a fantasy mag. Okay, and the article's uh, titled "Analyzing Point Spreads," and it's basically it's, it's saying that you know how can your uh, your fantasy decisions be affected based on the the point spreads and the over unders? So I'm wondering, is that something that you've ever looked at? If there's a total out there, let's just say the the Panthers are playing the Saints, and the total is fifty three and a half coming out of Vegas. Should fantasy owners sure. be looking at some of those players because the Vegas odds are so high they're expecting a lot of points? Well, you'll never use it, uh, using those teams as an example, you'll never use that as a reason to start Drew Brees or Michael Thomas or sure. this year Christian McCaffrey. Because you're always going to Right, but yeah. when it comes to finding a bye week replacement or maybe somebody got hurt, then you could use that maybe as a tiebreaker between two guys. Like let's, let's say we're debating between uh, – 
we're going to debate between Brashad Perryman of the Ravens and Ted Ginn of the Saints. And the Saints total is going to be 53 and a half. And the Ravens total is going to be 41. You know, maybe they're playing the Steelers and it's going to be a slugfest. Well, you'll lean toward Ted Ginn there. Both guys are kind of the same. They're both deep ball players. They both can drop the ball. Neither one guaranteed to do anything from week to week. But with the experts saying that it's going to be a high-scoring game, lots of points means lots of touchdowns, hopefully Ted Ginn could catch one of them. That's one reason why you'd start Ginn ahead of Perriman. Talking fantasy football with Dave Richard. You can check out his work at CBSSports.com. All right, what do you do with a guy like Andrew Luck, who is on the pup list, and we're not confident of what he's going to do and when he's going to be healthy, although they say, Hopefully he'll be ready for game number one. Where does he end up falling on your draft board? Right now he's going late round four, early round five. And, and I think that that's still a safe spot for him at this point. But when we talk two or three weeks from now, if he still is on that pup list, you're going to see his draft stock fall because people are going to be afraid that he just won't be the same guy whenever it is that he's healthy. I think he'll be ready by week one. That's just what all the signs kind of point to in Indianapolis. They don't want to put him out there in a preseason game. As long as he practices before the season, I would expect Andrew Luck to be okay. But I'll add this caveat. If you draft Andrew Luck, and it doesn't matter whether you get him in round four or two weeks from now he's still not practicing, you get him in round six, get a backup quarterback. And there are so many of them. I mentioned Carson Palmer. You'll see Eli Manning fall in drafts. I was in a draft yesterday. Kirk Cousins was my second-to-last pick. It's ridiculous. Kirk Cousins is going to be a top-ten quarterback this year in fantasy. Get another quarterback. There are so many good ones to go around. Get another one to go with Luck in case Luck is not ready for week one. Eventually, Luck will be on the field, and he'll do great. Well, Dave, you give us kind of the draft position, fourth or fifth rounder, but where does that rank him amongst the top fantasy football quarterbacks? See, he's still top five for me. Still top I've got five. him behind gotcha. Rodgers, Brady, Breeze, and then I've got Luck, and then I've got Matt Ryan fifth because I still think Matt Ryan can have a good year. Right. I know a lot of people think he'll regress and go the other way after what he did last year. I think he'll see a drop. I don't think you'll see that big of a drop in yardage. I think the touchdowns will come down by five or six scores, and that'll be about it for him. So I think he'll still do well. But Indianapolis doesn't have a great run game, has an awful defense. I think they're going to be playing from behind a lot this year. It comes down to Andrew Luck getting that protection from that offensive line. That's been a priority for Indianapolis. I think they'll be better than they were last year at that. And I think Andrew Luck will have a chance at 25-plus fantasy points every week once he's on the field. Dave, I'm checking out your rankings at CBSSports.com of wide receivers. You appear to be bullish on Terrell Pryor's chances here in D.C. I I crunch the numbers in my complicated algorithm at home, and I have him coming (laughs) up with 75 catches for roughly 1,250 yards and nine touchdowns. Am I crazy? No, I'm I'm a little less optimistic. I only have him for eight touchdowns and 1,200 yards, but I think he's right in that wheelhouse. And I think Washington is another team that won't be able to run the ball quite as effectively as they want. I think their defense is going to be good, not great. They're going to be in a lot of high-scoring games. It means Kirk Cousins is going to have to throw the ball. I don't know if anybody's gone up my rankings higher or faster this offseason than Cousins and Jamison Crowder. I think both those guys are going to have big years. When I went back and watched Crowder this offseason, he did things that Deshaun Jackson did. And I know he's not exactly Deshaun Jackson. You know, there's only one Deshaun Jackson. His speed is unbelievable. But Jamison's got some wheels on him. And they're going to line him up all over the place. I really think the Redskins watched Deshaun Jackson walk out the door, and they were cool with it because they have Crowder there, and they could use him. 
as a defense buster down the seam. And I think that Kirk Cousins will find him. I think Terrell Pryor is going to be a big deal. He could average around 15 yards per catch, be a monster in the red zone. I think this is a passing game that's going to be very, very hard for opponents to defend this year. All right, so you mentioned a couple of those receivers. There are some big-name receivers that change names. Obviously, Pryor here in Washington. Deshaun, you mentioned. Uh, Brandon Cooks is now in New England. Alshon Jeffrey has moved teams. Um, so out of the receivers that have changed teams – uh, do you you still like those guys? Do you still like Deshaun? Do you still like Jeffrey? And, and the obviously prior, you already gave us your numbers on him. Yeah, uh, Jeffrey, I think he'll do better. I, obviously, health is an issue with him, but he'll be the number one receiver in Philly, and they've got a lot of other options for Carson Wentz to go to. And that is yet another team that I think will have a hard time running the football effectively, and that'll open up lots of targets for Alshon Jeffrey. Cooks, on the other hand, he goes to New England. A lot of people think that his numbers are going to go up. I think they're going to go down because there are so many other targets in that New England offense, and they tailor their game plan week to week based on their opponent's weakness. There's going to be many weeks this year where the Patriots are going to be able to run the ball or just use Rob Gronkowski in the red zone, one or the other, and it's going to take Brandon Cooks out of the game plan. So I think Cooks is not going to be quite as good as he was in New New Orleans. What about rookie RBs? McCaffrey, Fournette? Dal- sure. Dalvin Cook, um, who am I missing? Joe Mixon. Joe um, Mixon you're missing. Yeah. yeah. Well, you- Fournette is the gem, and I think he's a second-round pick right now. And I'm telling you, if he has a monster preseason and everybody sees big-time highlights from him, uh, people will start taking him toward the end of the first round. I'm not condoning that yet, but I do think Fournette is the best rookie running back of the group. I think Dalvin Cook is next. I think Dalvin Cook is in line for 1,200 yards and six touchdowns in Minnesota. Joe Mixon is right on his tail. Both those guys are going to have to split carries, but I think the path to the starting job for those running backs is easier for Cook, who I think already has it, than it is for Mixon because the Bengals are kind of sticklers about letting their rookies play right away, especially at running back. It's just something that Marvin Lewis has never done. And then you got McCaffrey. I think in standard leagues he's going to be the worst of the four, but he still could get you around 1,000 total yards and five touchdowns. But in PPR leagues, he's the second best because he's going to catch about 60 passes. Carolina's changing their offense around. They're going to take pressure off of Cam Newton. They're going to let him throw short passes. That's where McCaffrey and Curtis Samuel come into play. That's why they drafted them. Cam's numbers are going to come way down as far as rushing. He's not going to run nearly as much as he has in the past. It's going to come down to his passing numbers. He hasn't been that great of a passer over the course of his career. But McCaffrey will help push those numbers up a little bit. He's going to be a good weapon for them. Man, great to hear your voice again. It Dave. is. We'll talk to you soon. It's good. Damn, can't we just skip it's the preseason? It's great to talk to you guys. <laughs> What's that? I just wish we could just skip the preseason and get right to it, you know? I know, but we Let's been... go. We don't need a preseason. We do need a training camp. But after that, but when those guys are ready and in game shape, let's put those players on the field yeah. and go. Dave, I think you were in 12 leagues last year, give or take. Um are yeah, you, are you going to be in about the same you know amount, twelve to thirteen? Probably, probably about the same, about yep. twelve leagues. I, I don't want to go up. If I, I might get divorced if I go up. <laughs> man, I can't even imagine. So we're going to try and keep it at a nice even ten. All right, Dave, man, we got to run. It's Dave Richard, check out his work at CBSSports.com. Remember, Mike Rizzo, Nats GM at nine, and Sam Query from the Washington Castles in studio at nine twenty. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.